Hello and welcome to episode 182 of the Redbox Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox. I'm your host, Bob Fallon. I'm your host, And this week, we are not doing what we set out to do every week because we're not talking Redbox, we're not talking movies, we're talking a little bit of Netflix's Black Mirror. Well, I guess originally it was uh, B Channel, whatever, BBC... One, but Netflix picked it up and came out with the new seasons. As they do. Yeah, they tend to do that from time to time. But, uh, yeah, I've been a big fan of this show since about a year or two ago when I caught up with all the episodes that came out in England, I think it's like uh, 2011-2012-ish. Probably watched them a few years after that when they hit DirecTV and was a big fan immediately probably talked about it on here at some point when i first watched them and uh yeah with the new season coming out on netflix i said i watched them and i said you gotta watch this show we gotta we gotta review this it'll be a lot of fun and that's what we're doing today yes (laughs) did i steer you wrong no not at all (laughs) awesome awesome had a good time watching them actually i liked them so much after watching handful of episodes that it kind of became I was started slacking on watching it because I really wanted to be like set and in the mood to like soak it all in. Yeah I know yeah it just happened to be like that weekend when it came out I had a night where uh, my daughter and my wife weren't home the baby went to bed early and I just you know sat there and watched them all straight through um, but yeah so this is our Thanksgiving episode Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. Perfect topic for Thanksgiving. This is just such a feel-good, giving thanks for everything <laughs> series. Uh, no, not really. It's uh, If you haven't seen the show, it's basically an anthology series where every episode is a standalone little mini short film, basically. And it's all about technology and the things that could go wrong with technology, for the most part. There's a couple uh, positive ones, but for for the most part, it's like warning signs, you know, worst case scenarios. Uh, But yeah, so thanks, given, given thanks. Uh, Real quick, a couple things before we get started. Uh, If you haven't listened to my MMA podcast that I do with your brother, Brooks, we just had a guest on the podcast last week, Alex Kidwell from Rob Has a Podcast. And uh, thought it went pretty well, so if anyone's interested in that, please check it out. We had a fun time over there. And lastly, I'd say, I want to say that, uh, have you ever heard of Loot Crate? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I broke down and ordered a month of Loot Crate and got my first one this past week. And uh, pretty cool. Pretty, I've heard about it for a while, but I don't know. It just seemed like a gimmick a little bit, but... You know, I the theme was magic and had Doctor Strange stuff and all this, so I I broke down and got it and pretty cool. I got a T-shirt with the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them theme, and uh, I haven't seen the movie. I know nothing about what the shirt means, but it's comfortable shirt, looks pretty cool. So happy with that. I got a Doctor Strange little like stand-up action figure thing, um, a journal, a Game of Thrones journal. Uh, pretty cool stuff. I got a Elder Scrolls pin. Oh, nice. I was going to give that to you because, you know, 
that's your thing more than mine. Yeah, I like elder schools. It's Merry fucking Christmas right there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that was cool. Uh, they're not a sponsor yet, but, but uh, uh, I can say yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's worth like it's thirteen dollars and like six dollars in shipping. Definitely worth that in my opinion. Um, Seems like a pretty cool concept. Yeah, and I I I like how you can just do month to month like. The next theme is like Mr. Robot and Firefly and a couple things that I'm not super into, so I'll skip that one. And then if a theme comes out that is more up my alley, I'll I'll go for it. But yeah, so let's get into Black Mirror. So we'll start. We're gonna review the whole series starting from season one to season three. Luckily, there's not that many episodes, thirteen in total. But heads up, right away, we're talking full spoilers here. So if you haven't seen the show or I mean, I personally would listen to it anyway, so if if you're not spoiler-averse, then go ahead and listen. But if you are, and you prefer not to be spoiled on things, and this is a show that has twists and stuff, so it might be better to not be spoiled, and uh, tune out and come back when you've watched the show, I would highly recommend that you do. Yes. Agreed. All right, well, first episode of the first season is entitled The National Anthem. And the plot synopsis on IMDb says, Prime Minister Michael Callow faces a shocking dilemma when Princess Susanna, a much-loved member of the royal family, is kidnapped. And that sounds pretty simple, but it goes some pretty fucked up places pretty quick. (laughs) (laughs) This is a crazy first episode for a show. Yeah, and this is why like, it's an anthology show. So there's certain people I would say, you gotta watch the show. Just don't watch the first episode first. (laughs) Because... That might turn some people off. I think you need to really know like the concept of the show and the quality of the show before you, before some people could really uh, enjoy this episode. Yeah, I had no idea what the show was about after watching the first episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, not exactly sure if this fits to a T, the technology theme, but basically, yeah, the, the princess is kidnapped. And the thing is, it's played very realistically. It's not like... Uh, it's not cartoonish in any way. There's not really much exaggeration. It seems like something that is plausible. Yeah, plausible. Yeah. Very plausible situation. <laughs> yeah, and these people are so messed up. They basically just want they kidnappers to make the prime minister, I guess, who they disagree with his politics, or they just don't like him personally, to make him do some crazy stuff like, I don't know, fuck a pig on live national television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and his dilemma is that he must decide, like, is there a way around this? But it seems like every time they try to, you know, work around it to get get one by or make it believe that it's happened, that they know right away and they threaten them and stuff like that. It's been a while since I've seen the first two seasons. Like, yeah, they, like, it's cool seeing um, how they're trying to get around it, like, almost two thirds of the way through the episode like they bring in a porn star and try to like oh yeah blue face (laughs) or digitally impose the guy's face they get caught doing that yeah exactly when they trace the signal thing and here's wrong oh yeah i mean it's just (laughs) this one is it's pretty straightforward like a lot of them have little twists and turns and they're like really go into some crazy like ideas as far as the future and technology and stuff. This one is basically just 
This is like trolling. Yeah, trolling to the max. <laughs> and then I guess the final solution is he does it, but they're so focused on what's going on with the pig and all that they failed to realize that they let the princess go like half an hour before it happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he did it for nothing. But how they like put it on you is like they show that he does it and all that, and then they show you like security camera footage or something like that. Yeah, yeah. For getting left. Yeah, and it's just like it's a it's a punch in the face sort of, especially for it being the first episode. You're like, yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you was twisty and turning, but yeah, certainly if you enjoy this episode, like, well, I guess not even enjoy, but just like appreciate this episode right off the bat, then you're definitely gonna be hooked on the show all the way. Yeah, and I guess it's just like I don't know. I just like how realistic it plays, and you could really imagine this something similar to this maybe happening in real life, where just say that. This Ivanka Trump gets kidnapped and Donald Trump has to do something crazy. Like, people would be glued to their televisions, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, no doubt he would do it. No <laughs> no questions asked. Uh, but, yeah, not too much to go into here. As a, as a first episode, how would you rate this one? Um, I really liked it. Yeah. So... In the middle of the pack, it's better episodes, I think. Yeah, I'd probably, like, I put this show more in tiers, and this is in my good and a fucked up way tier, but nothing too special. There's definitely better episodes out there. I think out of 13 episodes, I have this one ranked ninth. Yeah. So there's four episodes that are worse and eight episodes that are better, in my opinion. But, uh, yeah, so episode two of the show is entitled 15 Million Merits. And the plot synopsis is, After failing to impress the judges on a singing competition show, a woman must either perform degrading acts or return to a slave-like existence. And that's a little misleading for a synopsis, because I feel yeah, like... Yeah, <laughs> I remember thinking that after watching this episode. Because the main character is a black guy, um... The whole time, right? She's yeah. like more of a just like a introductory thing, and kind of comes back around to her. The camera follows him. Yeah, not her. Right, and uh, yeah. So this is like a world where you're like, I don't know. You're like in a video game. You're like in a what is the like um free to play or dormitory type deal? Yeah, yeah. It's like you exist, baby. Basically, and you like do work for credits, but they're like they're almost like social media credits. Yeah, but it's like, it's like a freemium game, right? Because uh, you constantly are earning merits or credits, and then yeah, to do anything, you have to spend them. The advertisements and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and like the like one of the coolest ideas of the episode, I think, is when he's in his room and he's like running out of merits and. Like these porn pop-ups keep going up all over the walls of his room, and he doesn't have the money to get rid of them, so he has to just sit there as a bunch of these are playing all around him, and there's nothing he can do about it. But yeah, so look, they have to like ride tre like a uh, treadmill all day to earn merits, and 
work, I guess, and then if they want a candy bar, you know, it costs X amount. What did you think of this episode? I I kind of enjoyed it while I watched it, but looking back, it's not, like, one of the better episodes, I don't think. Yeah, I agree. I think I have this ranked 11th out of 13th. Yeah. And I de- yeah, like you said, I definitely enjoyed it when it was when it was going on. I uh, I think again, like it could be. I mean, this would be farther in the future, but like this is definitely a way that society could go. Just the way social media is starting to dominate, and and yeah, it's... your whole self worth is based on just. And they have other episodes that kind of do this. Uh, better in my opinion later on but yeah like what's like the term they use for it like they kind of rhyme like yeah. visually and uh topically yeah and I th- but, go ahead I, I was just gonna say i like in this episode how it's actually a pretty bleak story but it doesn't look bleak everything's shiny right yeah exactly it's just yeah that's kind of a thing where it they're trying like basically tricking you visually that everything's better than it is just because it's loud and popping and colorful and yeah but really it's talk about loops if you're talking westward you know but yeah i thought the episode it looked good and like visually and directorially it was well done um i wouldn't say this is like a bad hour of television or anything and i kind of it's kind of crazy how it ends he he gets out there on the american idol type stage and what he kind of like pulls a knife on somebody or on himself oh yeah that's right that's right he wants to make a scene and yeah i guess this this episode uh would make more sense if american idol was still huge that would make it a little bit more like uh you know uh important yeah more stingingly relevant, I guess. Yeah, more relevant. That's the word I was looking for. Um, I, I gotta say, I do like the ending. Um, how basically he was protesting against everything that they were, and they basically said, you're perfect, you can do that. Basically just gave him the opportunity to sell out and jumped at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought that was pretty good. Um, yeah, I liked the actor, the main guy. I thought he was pretty good. That's a tough role to play, you know, just the more solemn and it's more low-key, yeah. subtle kind of acting, but I thought he did a good job. Yeah, totally agree. It was great acting. All right, so let's move on to the third episode, and the first one that really just, like, blew my mind. It's called The Entire History of You, and yes. the synopsis is, In the near future, everyone has access to a memory implant that records everything they do, see, and hear. A sort of sky plus for the brain. You need never forget a face again. But is that always a good thing? No. No, it is not. <laughs> uh, yeah, this was oh. just an awesome hour of television. This is what hooked me onto the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think there were reports out there a couple of years ago that Robert Downey Jr., uh, his production company, purchased the rights to this to make a movie out of it. I don't know if that's ever going to come to fruition, but, man, a movie or even better would be like an HBO series or Showtime series. That would be better. Kind of chronicle, like, 
using this concept. This is what I mean when I, when I first told you about the show. It's like it has some of the most original, creative, like ideas of plausible futures and technologies. And the same guy has wrote every single episode. That is really? tough to do. Yeah, um, Charlie Brooker is the guy's name. This British guy. He he's the main writer on every episode. I think the only one that was co-written for him was uh, Nosedive. So, yeah, pretty crazy brain he has. But yeah, so, so this is basically like like it said. There's an implant in your brain that records everything you see, and at any point in time, you can access your memories like a it's like a video, like a camcorder with unlimited memory, and you can zoom in. And yeah, for some people like me with like uh, uh, anxiety or like. Uh, you know, your your worst critic, I would probably just use it to be like, oh my god, what was I thinking here? And just really pick apart yeah, myself and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. Or, as in the case of this, um, he, he suspects that his wife is cheating on him, and he's on him, and I guess you can, what, permanently delete uh, memories and stuff like that. So he's on this mission to to prove that she did, and it's almost besides the point that Maybe that she did cheat on him, but it's more just how mad it dri- it drives him. And there's yeah, pre- you, you really start thinking he's just being a crazy person. Yeah, like what happens if he finds out? Oh wait, no, she didn't. It's ruined anyway. <laughs> and yeah, pretty crazy ending if I remember correctly, right? Yeah. Like the baby isn't his or something. <laughs> no. Um, so now I'm getting my thoughts mixed up with a different one. Yeah, I thought maybe they, he accessed the memory chip of the Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just, how they deliver all that, like how they, I thought it was pretty clever how they showed she cheated. Yeah, definitely. And then, yeah, it just goes into a downward spiral where a lot of realizations start coming what you know. Oh, yeah. There are all these other things. Yeah, and I actually, like, this is the first, like, they're the best episodes of the show are just, like, really put my brain in a whole nother place, like, and have me, like, really wishing that this existed or just trying to, or picturing my, like, how life would be if this was real, you know, and it's, like, puts me in a whole nother headspace where I'm, like, man, this would be crazy. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, the whole show, it, it makes you think of, like, how you would be in that situation rather than totally... Not that I wasn't focused on watching the show, but... Yeah. So I was thinking, what would I do? Right, yeah, exactly. And and it's so brilliant how they get you into this world, no problem. Like, immediately, the beginning of the episode, like, seamlessly makes it completely realistic and plausible to you because... They slowly show you exactly how it's done, and it just makes perfect sense somehow the way they implement it. It's like yeah, and all the science fiction. It's not like they're living in like sky worlds, yeah, Star Wars or anything. It's everything's yeah. modern looking, but it looks yeah, like a lot of now. a lot of futuristic uh, shows or movies will will have advances in multiple different areas, whereas most of these episodes, everything's exactly the same, except for one technological technological advancement in, like, one area. Yeah. That's different. 
And man, like, I'm just think of all the different ways that you could use this. You could settle debates like super quick. <laughs> I got a feeling they still don't get settled. True. <laughs> yeah. But it seems, yeah, I guess, who knows. But I hear you. I mean, you can actually pull up the raw file. Right. Just like, even like menial things, like just, I don't know. I guess you like, you can relive your greatest moments whenever you want. And I don't know, just all the little things that would be cool about it. And then, of course, the very bad things that come with it. Yeah, I like this idea to an extent, but I wouldn't want to record everything in my life. Yeah, maybe have the option of, like, turning it on or off, but then I guess you you would miss stuff that you don't even realize is, uh... And then, did they show in this one you go so far as, like, blocking someone? Yeah, yeah, wasn't that this one? I think this is the first one they show that. Yeah. Because there's another one that it shared again. Or maybe a few. Yes, <laughs> you see, uh, I I thought I remember that with this, but it could have been. Um, I think it was like pretty temporary, but I'm pretty sure it's definitely in White Christmas. But yeah, I thought it was here too. Could be wrong, but uh, yeah, man, <laughs> I don't know. It's just, yeah, I, it's not a future I'd want. Ultimately, at the end of the day, I don't think it'd be the best, but it's just crazy to think about. Yeah, it's kind of a huge jump forward, though, to, like, really wrap your head around. Yeah, and it's just a shame that it's only an hour and then you're done with it. Like, there's so many different ideas you could play around with with this. Not just the relationship drama you could do, like they kind of do in a later episode, just have, like, a... A crime scene investigation, or you could do any anything. There's so yeah. many different ideas. Like that's the best ones, you know, where there's more than one story that could take place. Like you could actually spin this off into its own show. But yeah, I loved it. Uh, my second favorite episode of the whole show. Yeah, I was gonna say it's probably my top three. Yeah, my top three are clear. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Alright, so, yeah, only three episodes in season one. So, season two comes right back with an episode called Be Right Back. After losing her husband in a car crash, a grieving woman uses a computer software that allows you to talk to the deceased. And uh, this is another one that has a pretty crazy idea, and I liked it quite a bit. Yeah, this is... I didn't uh, read the synopsis before this one, so I was like just in for the ride. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's very Westworld-esque again. Super realistic robot with your uh your any person that you want you want to implant it with their all their thoughts, their whole personality is based on their social media presence. Right? So Twitter, Facebook, all that stuff. Um I wouldn't have a ton there for me cuz I don't tweet as much as I would like. And I don't really use Facebook other than sharing uh, pictures and this podcast. But cool idea and concept for sure. Like definitely something that when it's first starting and uh, the the husband is played by um, the guy f- from uh, Star Wars. 
Star Wars and Ex Machina. It's Domino Gleason. Yeah, he's been in everything lately. But he first starts out, and you're like, oh my god, this is this will change the world. This will be amazing. Because, you know, you have someone back in your life to stop the grieving process. But, as is the case with most of them, it kind of gets like, is this really the best thing towards the end? Because the grieving process is there for a reason, right? It kind of is important. And also, that's not really him in the at the end of the day. Yeah, and I think that's ultimately what this episode comes down to, is it's not him. Yeah. Well, it becomes like frustrating almost. But no, I agree. Like at first, it's like, ah, oh, this is kind of a good idea. Then it just there's like another step and another step to getting a freaking person shipped to your house. Right. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Um, yeah. And one of the only criticisms I've seen about the show is that it's way too cynical and it's just scared of technology and hates technology and is like a old man yelling get off my lawn and all this stuff and and I don't I don't see it that way I see it as like you know I actually think it has a love and a fear of technology kind of at the same time like saying yeah this stuff would be great but you just got to be careful and make sure you take look at it from every angle before you really go ahead with something it's sort of more like a uh like, don't touch the flame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, not... I don't think it's against technology. I think it's showing you how amazing technology is. Yeah. You have but to... It's also showing, like... I don't know what the word is, but it's, like, how the plot thickens a little more as we, like... Almost get new abilities in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically, like... Yeah, we have endless possibilities of what we can do. Let's make sure we do the right thing and use it the right way and all that. And, uh, shit, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I mean, you have to have a whole appreciation for the, for technology to, I feel like, to come up with all these ideas. Like, you don't just come up with these brilliant ideas and then say how bad they are and be how scared of them you are. And on some yeah. level, he's coming up with all these ideas it's stuff he's coming up with, so how, you know, I don't know. I think it's, I think all, it's more like about the absurdity of our nature than it is technology is bad. Yeah. How we just like, I don't know, it's like we get drunk on whatever it is. And then we kind of step back after the fact, usually. Yeah. They don't really get into that in the show. Yeah, I mean, getting back to be right back, I mean, or even just like a Westworld concept where what if, uh, shoot, what's the company that is Westworld, uh, Dev, Devros or Devos. Delos, Delos? Yeah, I think it's Delos. What if they had like a company like that that came out that they could make these super realistic robots and didn't need social media, they could just, I don't know, give them... You t- they do like a long interview process or something and they can give them the personality and then send them out to you like god I don't and know and I'm sure you would get into the whole issue of like you could probably order other people oh yeah that would be weird that's getting a like little this. yeah <laughs> sex robots uh, yeah that's getting weird 
But yeah. yeah, I don't know. Some good possibilities. Like this is another one where you can. They basically do have another show on the same topic. I gotta say, this was one of my favorite episodes. Though, as little as I have to say about it. Um, yeah, me too. I think it's just the most emotional, or one of the more emotional ones. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you can, you know, of course, it's gonna, anyone who watches it is going to be thinking about, you know, how would how would I use this service if I could? Or uh, yeah, I agree. I thought it was great. Like it's more quaint. It's not exactly like mind blower, but it's just a really, and it's not like a really negative one. You know, they're definitely like it's one of the more positive ones. I feel like at the end of the yeah. day, yeah, I think like in spirit at least, you know. Like, yeah, towards the end, she kind of has like a little bit of like almost rage towards him. Yeah, but it, it comes from an honest place. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she's just sort of like I'm kind of. Not that she's over grieving him, but yeah. And Haley Atwell plays the wife, and she's great. She's Agent Carter from um, Agent Carter on ABC, and from <laughs> Captain America. But yeah, I really, really like her a lot. Yeah, the, I thought the acting was great. This. Yeah, this was my fourth favorite. So this was in my top five, actually. But it's it's not one that I would, like, sell someone on this show for. I yeah. would include it in, like, the ones that you have to watch. But it's not the one that's, like, you have to watch the show because of this. Yeah, it probably was good that it was at least the second half to the second season. Most of the people were already booked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you're at this point, I mean, you're in. So we go to the next one. It's White Bear. A woman wakes up in a strange dystopian world with no memory, where everyone is glued to their phones and there are hunters out to kill her. I'm interested to hear your opinion on this one, because I... Yeah. I think my opinion might be skewed, because I had to watch this episode like three times. Oh, really? Falling asleep. Okay. Episodes. So I, I kind of didn't like this one. I, I was. A I th- lot of people did. I think. I thought you might say that. Yeah. See. But yeah, I didn't enjoy this one. Yeah, I liked it. It's for me. It's like dead in the middle. Seventh best. There's thirteen episodes. Seven is splitting right down the middle. Um, this was actually the first episode of the show I ever saw. Because. Really. Yeah, because when I was watching it, it was like, I, there was no on-demand option. It was just, uh, I had to de- uh, you were just, I gotcha. DVRing it as like on reruns through some, I forget which channel. And it was kind of like, I started like, yeah, this was the form, this one I was the first one I ever saw. And then the Waldo moment was the second one I ever saw. And then I kind of just went back randomly for the other four episodes. But uh, I was surprised how much I liked it because I feel like it's the shortest episode. I think it's only like 40 minutes. And basically it's just like a reality show, which I guess makes sense why I would like it because I like you know, yeah. c- c- competitive re- like reality TV and stuff like that. But is it like a prison as well? Yeah, it's like a real twist at the end where you're like it's kind of like shut up and dance a little bit from season 3 where like you're rooting for this girl to survive, right? And you're rooting for her to whatever you don't know, really know why all this is going on and you're rooting for it but then you find out something towards the end where you're like oh shit <laughs> like now i kind of understand what was going on where it's like her punishment is that 
every single day, I think, or at least once a week or whatever, she's her memory gets wiped, and her punishment basically for the crime that she committed was is uh, she has to live this horror movie basically every single day for the rest of her life. It's a, a loop. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like Dolores with having to watch her dad get murdered every single night in Westworld or whatever. And yeah, that's freaking horrifying. Like I don't know, I don't know. Like no matter what that she did, like that's pretty harsh. Pretty harsh crime. Yeah, it's pretty insane. Um, I forget what she did though. Do you remember? Yeah. I feel like it had to be something with like kids. Like was it a, something with a school bus or or me? I I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember because it's been so long, but. Yeah, I, I was. It's a pretty simple episode. I just was. I this was the first one, so the twist caught me off guard. I didn't know this was like a twisty thing. This show yet, so. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. It's not the worst, but uh, I don't know. I, yeah, yeah I I can definitely understand how someone would not be super fond of this one. Like it, it's more of a. Yeah. You, there's no, there's no way it could be someone's favorite though. Yeah, I I think it's just more so with me that I like so many other episodes more than yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, the last episode of the second season is the Walter moment, the second episode of the show that I watched. It's a failed comedian who voices a popular cartoon bear named Waldo finds himself mixing in politics when TV executives want. Waldo to run for office. And this is my least favorite episode of the show. I agree. And but when I was watching it, it was strangely relevant. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Like, I haven't rewatched it since the first time because I almost quit watching the show after this episode. I mean, not really, but it was like, oh, this isn't good. I, just, I don't know. I just couldn't relate. It's, it's probably like, it's a British show in general, but this one seemed very British. And yeah, this uh, is the only episode I feel like really didn't hit. Yeah. But it again, like you said, when I watched it, it wasn't very relevant. But man, very prescient because now it, it seems way more relevant. Yeah. I probably watched it a couple days or maybe even the day of the election. I don't know. But yeah. I mean, how about that? Just someone being put up to run for president who has no, um, you know, past or no uh, resume for politics or whatever. Says whatever comes to his head. Basically, it's just crass and, you know, using, like, denigrating and, yeah, using uh, tactics that aren't very political. And I I don't remember much from the episode that he, he went off as to. Um, yeah, I think so. But with the guy originally doing him quitting because he felt bad yeah, about it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And they just yeah they just hired someone else to take over, right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's just I think it's about some of the absurdity politics, maybe a little bit about mob culture. Yeah. I feel like it might be better as just like a, an essay on Vice or something <laughs> than, yeah. than, a, than an episode of a television show. 
Yeah, this one uh, stands out as being very different but kind of the worst. But you definitely shouldn't give up on the show because the next episode is White Christmas, the Christmas special from 2014 starring John Hamm. And the synopsis is, in a mysterious and remote snowy outpost, Matt and Potter share an interesting Christmas meal together, swapping creepy tales of their earlier lives in the outside world. Very vague synopsis, but this is again, (laughs) again, top three for me. Clear standout, uh, third favorite, just excellent, excellent stuff here. I think this is my favorite. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, there's just... wow. The thing I like about this one is that it's like a whole – it's like a roller coaster. There's like three different concepts that are pretty crazy one after another. You don't another. really know what the episode's about. Yeah. Way late. Until like an hour and a half – or not an hour and a half, like halfway through the episode. I feel like this is one of the longer episodes too, isn't it? It's more like movie length. Yeah, it has to be. I didn't look at what the time was. But. Yeah, but there's like – multiple revelations that i for me i was like again blew my mind like genius stuff like what it starts off it just seems like they're in a cabin just having a conversation he's trying to get something out of him and then what it flashes back to i can't even remember how it all gets there i only watched it like a few months i can't ago. remember if he tells him what he actually did for a living first yeah maybe or, or yeah why he or why he I guess he probably told what he did for a living first, because that's what they showed the, I don't know, the mind fuck machine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so he's he was a con man or something, right? He was a con man who was, or what is it called when they try, you get people laid, basically, right? A yeah, he's man. like a, a dating service, essentially. Yeah, he's doing step-by-step instructions on how to get... This nerdy guy laid, and he, he picked the wrong girl for him because she was a, ends up being a psychopath and killing him. And then he, yeah, that was crazy how he had like these other pervs like on the video as well, just like waiting for the action. Like, yeah, I, I guess that's it. He makes more money. Like, selling. yeah, he's like doubling up. He's charging this guy for this service, and then he's also charging these guys for another service, and. Then he makes it seem like they're actually, like, helping. He takes, like, suggestions. Right, yeah. Yeah, pretty creepy. That's total Don Draper move. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but then the other concept was this thing where you, you take someone's subconscious and, what, basically make them... Make it your... You're basically your personal assistant. Yeah, but then that your conscious... Doesn't realize it's uh, your con- self conscious. Uh, yeah, they they kind of beat it into submission. <laughs> yeah, with this crazy thing where they can make time different for the thing or the presence inside of they this. It like a thousand years, and, and it's a minute for know, us. Thirty seconds, yeah, yeah, whatever. Which I thought was pretty crazy genius. And again, it's kind of Westworld in a way. Like these robots don't know that they're robots. Yeah, just like like not physical. Just a lot of cool stuff to ponder, like concept-wise. And then at the end, it turns out that that's what that's what they were in, right? When in the cabin was like interrogation for or punishment for his crime. Yeah, and they like hit the whole time. He kept keeps saying something about like the clocks and 
he sort of says in the beginning that uh, he doesn't know like how long he's been there. Right. Yeah. Like he almost doesn't remember being there. Yeah, and sorry for anyone that's listening to this without having seen it. Like this was a hard one to really pin down the plot in a cohesive way. There's a lot way. going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and it's all awesome. I I really really loved this episode. Um, but yeah, but what the guy did, what the guy did was, uh, he had a girlfriend, and this is when the blocking came in. And such that again, on such an amazing concept right like yeah uh i think this is one of the first episodes i remember them like repeating technology yeah and it almost makes you wonder is all this connected like you know you could kind of put it in a timeline where it's all the same world maybe but uh yeah the blocking is great because it doesn't completely block the person or make them invisible or anything it just kind of blurs them and so you can't really see him or hear him, and it ends up being like pretty cruel, actually. Yeah, so he, I guess they get one fight. He gets a little over aggressive, which hey, I can understand why she blocked him. He was being a dick, but then she doesn't unblock him, and and what is it? Um, he's just depressed because she's gone, and he's looking for her, trying to get a hold of her, and then he finds out that she had a kid. And yeah, well. He finds the pregnancy test. Right, yes. And she won't, like, talk to him about it. Yeah, and he's... Goes and then searching. she says she'll... She kind of says she she can't have the kid. Like, she's... She almost implies she's going to have an abortion. Yeah. And he says, you can't do that. Whatever. And yes, she can. Locks him, and then he finds out she has a kid. Right, and the most messed up thing was that she blocked him from the kid, too, right? Yeah, so... He only saw, like, the outline of a kid. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't even uh, know the gender until, like, years later. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, uh, so basically he becomes a stalker, right? He tracks up to her dad's ranch or something. Yeah. And she dies, like right? She dies somehow. Yeah, I think that's how he actually tries to, like, go in the after that. Yeah. And then <laughs> it's super messed up at the end, right? Because... <laughs> He killed. Yes. He killed the dad and his daughter, right? Well, well, because yeah, it finds out. Actually, well, he he did. He did. He didn't physically kill her. Right. I'm trying to remember exactly uh, how it went down, but he basically he, killed the grandfather and left. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I guess she decided to just like start walking. Yeah, and what? Because he found he got unblocked, right? The baby, the the girl. I guess when she died. Yeah, I guess, when she died, I guess it unlocked. Right, so yeah. He finally sees her up close. And, and it's not his, clearly. Like, Asian. Yeah. Spoiler alert, he's not. And it's kind of relevant because they were having, like, dinner with friends or something before all the shit went down. And one of the, basically, it was one of the guys that was at dinner. Yeah. And it's just crazy because how much in depth we just talked about that. That's I mean, that's not the whole episode at all. Like, and then yeah. after that, what John Ham gets punished, right, for something else? Yeah, well, I the guess ends, after ends. he tells the whole story of exactly what happened, he gets to leave. Yeah, yeah. Sort of yeah, but 
So awesome. And again, like this is a thing where I could see a spinoff of this where with this technology and stuff. Oh, don't they like, uh, they basically make them like a sex offender or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something of the equivalent where everyone sees that he is. Right, yeah, exactly. It's so crazy. Then they, uh, make that guy <laughs> suffer for like 10,000 years or something. Yeah, 10,000 years for every whatever X yeah. amount of time. Yeah, oh my god. Again, another one where it's like, does the punishment meet the crime even as bad as the crime was? Like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> if people are already debating the prison system and all and death penalty and all, now if they had this, Jesus. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's the first two seasons. Now we're caught up to the the third season, which just came out a couple weeks ago, and this one has six episodes in it. Which I was kind of nervous that it was going to dilute the product a little bit, you know, because the more scripts, the more, you know, you can't really flesh it out as much as maybe you would like. But no, no, no problems there. Uh, still managed to make, I think, five of the six were very good. Um, yeah, really enjoyed them all. And one of them is my favorite episode in, of the show. Nice. But the first one is Nosedive, which was directed by Joe Wright, and he's like, he's made some movies, I think he's the guy that made, I should just check it out real quick, Joe Wright made, he directed um, Anna Karenina, Hannah, and Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, so, and you could tell that the the pedigree is there because this episode I felt like was the best maybe visually or at least not like special effects but just the way it was shot uh, it looked more filmic to me yeah. and uh, the synopsis is in a future entirely controlled by how people evaluate others on social media a girl is trying to keep her score high while preparing for her oldest childhood friend's wedding and this is the one I was talking about when I said that um uh, 15 million merits they kind of did the same concept better later on and i think that this this one is where they did it better where it's all like social media and your score like for everything you you get graded rated out of five stars for every single interaction you have and yeah. this is like how old for me <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly yeah, especially being a mailman, how many random like, encounters I have where people are irritating me as I'm trying to work. If they get mad at you for... Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, and I have no control over Yeah, this would suck. But it really gets to... Like, this one I think is realistic because we're pretty much here already, just not to this extreme. Yeah, it's, the technology isn't implemented the same, but... People are pretty much already on that level. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, um, she's trying to be perfect, and and she, uh, it's everything is so fake and so like everyone's pretending to be happy, but nobody is happy. All they're worried about is being perfect and getting their score as high as possible. You know, except for a few people that you meet throughout the time, like her, her brother. I guess it's her brother she lives with, right? Yeah. And he he seems like 
the most relatable person in the whole show. It's just, why do you care? Yeah, it's like not that big a deal. She's like, you got you got your video game buddies who can five star you whenever you want. Just blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, so she's trying to get over a certain level, like a four point seven or a four point eight, to be eligible for a discount. See, and I thought this was a great like concept where you have to be a certain level to get discounts, like and uh, qualify for certain things, like really is accentuating the problems that are kind of in the world already where the better off you are the more privileges you get so it's almost impossible for someone who is less privileged to get to a certain level in life thought that was pretty good and uh so she's obsessed with getting the 4.8 and being into her uh her friend from when she was younger's wedding and she wants her to be the maid of honor because she's like the highest in in the area, right? Highest rated. Yeah, basically. And, and what? Her uh her um PR person said you don't want someone that's also super high. You want someone more down to earth, like a four point six. So it's all fake and then basically it's the whole end of the episode second half of the episode is her downfall where that scene at the airport is great i feel like where she misses her flight she gets like irritated she starts to show some anger and emotion and she gets dinged and this guy the like security comes over and takes a whole point away from her and all this like yeah yeah just at the on a whim he can do whatever he wants 48 hour point detention or demotion and yeah it all goes from there eventually she crashes down and ends up in jail (laughs) it's a pretty big downfall and she meets this truck driver right who has like a one or less than a one rating and she just seems like the happiest care most carefree person in the whole show yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I I enjoy this episode. I don't think it's the best. It's just outside of the top five for me. It's number six. But yeah, really liked it. I had it a little bit farther down. Uh, I did enjoy. It. I I agree with you. I think it's the most cinematic. Yeah. Of all the episodes, but um, yeah, it's pretty good. Maybe the best performance. Of the whole show with Bryce Dallas Howard, she has yeah. to go through a lot—a whole range of emotions and non-emotions and subtle acting. I That's thought she great. was great. She was great. Yeah, I don't know. I think it was more just a uh, personal interest thing. For me. Yeah, yeah. Middle of the pack, a little bit lower though. Can definitely understand that. So, I feel like this next episode had to be right up your alley. Play test. An American traveler short on cash signs up to test a revolutionary new gaming system, but soon can't tell where the hoot hoot game ends and reality begins. This was a cool episode. As you, as a video gamer, I thought you know you had to like this with like testing VR concepts and and uh, all the technology stuff, like video game wise. I was uh, in between on this episode, actually. Okay. Uh, 
I think maybe because I read about it being about video games, it sort of maybe put it on a pedestal in my head. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think I would have liked this better if the concept of the VR that they were using was a little bit tuned down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It would have been a little bit more relatable. But uh, it is cool, kind of Inception-ish. Oh, yeah. A lot of levels. And actually, that's like my main problem with this episode was that it was like a whole build-up to something that I thought was going to be incredibly cool. And then it kind of disappointed me when it got there, first of all. And then I feel like it had way too many endings. Like, one too many endings at the end. At the very end. Like, there was like four fake endings. Yeah, I felt like this episode felt like it dragged. Yeah, it did a little bit. I still enjoyed it. It's my eighth favorite, but it's on the bottom half of the show for me. I just, I thought it was a, it took a while to get into it. Like, he's traveling, um, like I read in the synopsis, he's traveling across the country or the world and what is his dad passed away or and his mom he's having some issues with his mom yeah they they don't talk or something and yeah so he meets this girl and he hooks up with this girl and i was just wondering like where is this going exactly and halfway through he kind of gets to this video game company where they get implanted with something in your neck which tricks your brain into seeing things and I actually really liked, like, the introduction with the, what was it, a hedgehog or a gopher, basically. Like, that yeah. carnival game. I thought that was cool. And then he goes to a, a house and he starts seeing spiders and monsters that aren't really there. They're only in his head. And it, it does this trick over and over again where it's like, is it real or is it not? Oh, faked you out, you know. And, and I think they say it works on your fears, not like pre-programmed right yeah so i don't know it's kind of hard to explain because every time you i felt like i thought i know what was going on it kind of jumps you out he wakes up for it's like a dream and then that's a dream and then that's a dream yeah and it a little just too much faked me it fakes you out a little bit too much maybe one or too many fake endings and basically in the end he's like he was he only got the shot for like what a second or less than a second and he died like he had some kind of yeah brain trauma because he forgot he didn't answer his mom's call or something like that i don't know like i liked the journey i just i don't know i didn't like the destination maybe i think uh what the whole show does most strongly is they do a lot with a little and i feel like they Try to do too much with this one. Yeah, maybe. Or maybe they left some stuff on the table here. Yeah, I could see how this may have gotten too long. And yeah. Or something. Yeah, maybe they said, oh man, we only have a half an hour here. We got to get this to f- at least 45 minutes. Or, I yeah. mean, I thought it was pretty good with the stuff with his mom. Like, you know, on an emotional level, like, that made a lot of sense. You know, it's basically about, you know, call your mom because you never know when, blah, blah, blah. Or call your parents. Or, yeah. Yeah. Keep in touch. Yeah. You know that. Never know. So, all right. Next up, Shut Up and Dance. When withdrawn Kenny stumbles headlong into an online trap, 
he is quickly forced into an uneasy alliance with Shifty Hector, both at the mercy of persons unknown. So this one goes in the category of completely fucked up. Yeah. I mean, holy shit. Uh, yeah, uh, much like White Bear in the sense that you're rooting for this kid the whole time, and at the very end, you feel like a piece of shit for rooting for, rooting for him the whole time. Yeah. Uh, but before we get there, basically, yeah, so, what, he, and this makes a play, definitely makes a case for put some duct tape or cover your camera on your laptop. Yes, it does. <laughs> so Holy he, crap. he gets some spam, or he gets a virus, and uh, something happens where he downloads antivirus stuff, and on there, there's a program that hacks his computer, and... Whoever these people are, they record him what seems like just, you know, uh, beaten off to some porn or who knows. You know, he's doing something that he doesn't want people to see, obviously. And they threaten to show everybody what he did. And, yeah, you can certainly understand the embarrassment part. But uh, Yeah, but he is freaking out. He's freaking out maybe a little more than... You know there's definitely something else other than just that, yeah. right? And I, I remember at first in the episode thinking, like, I remember thinking that but not putting it together that, like, maybe there's more to it. I definitely thought maybe there's more to it. I didn't think in the end that he would be uh, yeah, jerking off to kitty porn. Like, that didn't cross and my mind. And they totally give it away right at the beginning of the episode. Yeah, upon reflection. Which is working. Yeah. Yeah, see, I don't know. I thought it was going to be like... I don't know what I thought. I, de- I thought there had to be more to it because it didn't make sense that he would be that freaked out about it. Honestly, I was just thinking most of the episode, until kind of more towards the end, that it was just because he's sort of shy and yeah. the age that he is. Or maybe he's gay or something. Yeah. And there's, yeah, like it'd be a, he, he's not out to his parents or something like that. But yeah, definitely, uh, I almost want to throw up once uh, at the end there. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And yeah. then when he teams up with the uh, the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah, Bron. Yeah. See, and I like that. They kind of set it up where it's everyone is being blackmailed, but it's for all different reasons. Like, Bron, I'm just going to call him by his Game of Thrones character. <laughs> yeah. Bron is, uh, he cheated on his wife, right? So... Obviously, that's not an ideal situation for him to be caught. Uh, someone else, it seemed like they got caught stealing from a company, or it like it seemed to range from all kinds of different crimes. And basically, it's a whole web where they're forcing these players in this quote-unquote game to kind of trap each other, where some guy who's being blackmailed has to deliver something to the kid who he has to take this cake to Braun and they kind of team up together. He gets forced. I thought the, maybe the best scene was when there's forced to rob a bank. Yeah. That was pretty intense. It's like pick who's driver and who's gunman. Yeah. yeah and he pisses his pants and yeah. And I don't yeah know. At some point for Braun, I was like, man, I don't know if this is worth just, or yeah, your wife, <laughs> yeah, You're the getaway guy on a bank robbery. Yeah, exactly. Um, overall, for me, like this was definitely in the lower tier for me. 
but still, like, I was in it the whole way. I enjoyed the episode, but I kind of agree where it's not. Yeah, like, this really, even the worst episodes are watchable. Like, I was definitely, uh, like, in it. I was definitely following along closely and rooting for them to get out. But again, they're all doing bad stuff. It's hard to, like, it's only you're rooting for them because they're the protagonist on your television screen. It's all, you shift perspective one degree and you see, you know, what the real deal is. And I guess that's a pretty interesting commentary where you should always try to look at multiple perspectives on things instead of just the thing you're accustomed to. I also think it's cool how they, at the end it's more like kind of don't blindly follow follow things as well. Yeah, yeah. Ends up just being off or not. Yeah, it's just goals. Yeah, but. yeah. Oh god, and the way they it's like the way they reveal it is just <laughs> heartbreaking. <laughs> the mom screaming, "Kids, kids!" Yeah. It's like, and it takes a it took a second for me to kind of fully download all the information it's like oh no yeah it's oh shit yeah and oh uh, yeah i don't know it's like it was almost too dark that, that's what kind of brought it down a little bit more for me but hey oh, yeah very interesting yeah for sure all right next up san junipero in a seaside town in 1987, the year I was born, a shy young woman and an outgoing party girl strike up a powerful bond that seems to defy the laws of space and time. Give me your thoughts. For me, this episode gets the most style points. Yeah. But I... It's sort of slow, but... I like how, as the episode goes, more and more things about it kind of unlock. Oh, yeah. It's definitely got They that. don't give you, like, any frame of reference in the beginning. It's just the two girls pretty much meeting each other. And you can kind of sort of tell something's a little bit off, but not enough that you're like, what's up with this? Yeah. Maybe once it starts jumping decades and stuff. like. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. at some point they... Kind of you, unlock it a little bit. You definitely but. slowly, like, yeah, at first, the first 15 minutes, I'm like, wait, how is this a Black Mirror episode? I don't understand. Yeah, what, I, yeah I didn't understand. 80s? Yeah, I'm like, huh. It's a, <laughs> how is this going to be technology-based when it's back in time in the 80s? Like, I was enjoying it the whole way, but man, once everything clicks, this is my favorite episode of the entire series. I wouldn't disagree with that. It might, I think it's my second. Yeah. I mean, God, this was an episode where I did not want it to end. Like, this is the one where I'm like, this has to become reality. Like, I, can't, I don't want to die before this, you know, non-religious afterlife <laughs> exists. <laughs> like, this seems amazing. And, th- of course, there are da- some downsides to it, as you learn in the episode, but... Just brilliant, brilliant stuff. And it's not like this is, you know, completely revolutionary thinking as far as an afterlife, but... It's cool how they did it. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, I just... I was the most invested in these characters. Like, I loved their love story. I thought it was awesome. Especially when you learn that the one woman is, like, someone who has been... 
was paraplegic almost her entire life after a terrible yeah. car accident. Like, you then you start to realize, holy shit, this is the first time she's walked in like sixty years or something, you know. And then the other woman was married, and she's dying, and her husband died, and her daughter died. So yeah, I don't know. It's just was a lot going on here that. Plot just gets deeper and deeper. And deeper. Yeah, it started off. I'm like, if I go from starting off thinking, "How's this a Black Mirror episode?" I don't know about this. I'm not completely digging the '80s theme, but then I just like fell more and more in love the more it went on. Yeah, it was awesome. It also, uh, it reminds me of a couple episodes of Cowboy Bebop. So it's got some points for there. Oh, <laughs> really? How's that? They have a few episodes that are. Uh, basically end up being about like the same thing like how one person's been basically in a coma for their whole lives but they live in like a they kind of end up living in the internet starting a cult and there's another there's also one of the characters is frozen for 50 years and is expected to like pay when she gets out it's crazy yeah another episode that's about like the same thing where it's like a mind world but in all those episodes it's about them kind of breaking out of that and affecting the real world in interesting ways yeah that's pretty cool Uh, yeah I mean I guess it seems like just perfect like this whole world where if this existed no one would have to fear death (laughs) because it's just like all right, yeah, obviously you want to stay alive as long as possible, but when a time comes, you know you're going to a place where you can do whatever you want forever, as long as you want, you know. Um, yeah, at any time period, and you can, un- like, when you're finally like, this is boring, I'm sick of this, I would rather just not exist at all, then you can pull the plug or whatever. Yeah, it's... It's a pretty crazy concept. It's like a whole other concept of like religion in a way. Yeah, and it doesn't even, despite what I think or what anyone thinks, it doesn't rule out that either because, you know. Yeah, it's more about the technology of being able to like transfer your. Yeah, I don't like. Whatever, your personality at least. Yeah, I don't think the, this episode is like taking a stand and saying there's no actual after, like religious afterlife, but. If we can guarantee a non-religious afterlife at the same time, you know that's an option. And uh, and at one point, I'm like, I don't understand. Like, what is the downside here? This is too good. Like, no one would ever say no to this. But then, it makes sense why that might be the case because this woman's daughter, who, you know, I have kids. I understand that they become your everything, and that's all you live for, essentially. To a certain extent, and then for them to be gone and not eligible for this place where you're going to go on living happily ever after without them, that's yeah. certainly depressing, especially if you do believe in a religious afterlife where they might be, and you might have a chance to join them there, if that's what, you know. Like, yeah, a lot goes into it, and then I was just touched by the the way that she, the old black woman goes to see the person in real life, you know, like that was pretty crazy. 
Hang yeah, the whole episode was really well made. Yeah, and yeah, I was definitely touched. Um, loved it, loved it, loved it. If anyone is gonna just watch one single episode from the show, I think this would be the one I would. Actually, I'd probably recommend the entire history of you because I think it would hook more people. But this is like my clear number one. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on from there to talk about Men Against Fire, which is future soldiers Stripe and Raymond must protect frightened villagers from an infestation of visceral, uh, vicious feral mutants. Technologically, technologically, I know. They have the edge, but will that help them survive? Um, this one, my second least favorite, I'm just going to say. Yeah. But it's not it, terrible. It could it's not have terrible. been good, but... Yeah. I think it would be good for a different show. It's a little on the nose. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it's it's well made. It's cool. It's got good, it's actually got good action, I think, like the gunfights. and. It is also kind of a concept that's been covered. Yeah, yeah. This isn't the most original in the world. But, again, coming out with six episodes all at once, I can forgive that. Um, yeah, this episode more feels like, we haven't really done, like, a military type thing. Like, literal military. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah, so the guy, new recruit, he... This is a world, I guess, it's almost like a post-apocalyptic a little bit. Where yeah, it's one of those deals where it seems like the main city would be nice, and then everywhere outside of it is... Yeah, it's like a police nation where... Uh, these poor, or no, don't give it away yet. The uh, mutants, quote-unquote mutants, are like hiding and trying to live in these places and they go to eradicate them and shoot them and kill them. But then you find out, oh, it's only, again, a matter of perspective because they've implanted these chips where just to make it easier for them to pull the trigger on people, on just poor people, basically, uh, and kill them... They make them look like mutants when really they're just people trying to survive. You know, they're lower class. They they don't have a place to live, all that stuff. Basically, yeah. like, a solution to the homeless problem is basically like having cops kill all homeless people by making them think that they are mutants. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things where they say it's like, Basically, the case they try to make to the guy was it's for his benefit that it doesn't hurt him to kill these people. Right, Not right. So that it's for their benefit that it makes them easy to kill the people they don't like without question. Yeah. Um. Do you think they made it too black and white? Or do you think it's gray enough where you can kind of see both sides if you squint hard enough? Uh, it's probably one of the most black and white. Yeah all the episodes uh from history it has tones a little bit of the invasion of poland in world war ii i think yeah yeah we're, we're just moved down but i don't know um just the whole episode just ends up being one of the most least interesting yeah yeah like i said not bad but like completely forgot it the second it was over it was just like yeah, I mean, I guess there's, like, a slight twist where he finds out that he, like, voluntarily got implanted. Right, yeah. And then, like, at the, yeah, at the end, he's, like, at an empty house thinking he's going to 
meet his wife or whatever. See, I thought that would have been like a more interesting route for that episode where maybe everyone was living in slums and they just... Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Made it seem otherwise. Yeah, but is the thing like that he became like one of the mutants? Are they going to chase him down and kill him? I don't know. You know, like I feel like they had control of him. By right. Doing that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, I. What do you think of the concept where it seemed like all the soldiers, at least, the good thing is they gave him like great uh, sex dreams every single night. Yeah. <laughs> it's like all the people are twitching their fingers in their sleep. Yeah, you can see with like the eye things on. Yeah, I was a little confused when. Like, ten of that woman appeared? Yeah. I mean, dang. What a dream. <laughs> it is a little, yeah. Yeah, but... Just, yeah. I don't know, it didn't ask enough and gave too much in a way. Yeah, I agree. But still better than the Waldo moment. <laughs> I, a good amount, I think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that one was the only, like, complete miss. Alright, last episode that we have to review is Hated in the Nation. And this one was like movie length too. It was like an hour and a half. In, yeah, it seemed pretty long. Yeah. In near future London, police detective Karen Park and her tech-savvy sidekick Blue investigate a string of mysterious deaths with a sinister link to social media. Social media is a theme in a lot of these episodes because it makes sense. Um, yeah, I thought this one deserved the the hour and a half runtime. I actually, I've heard some people hate this and some people love it. I'm more in the love category. I liked it a lot. I liked it. Um, I did feel it was a bit, in the end I felt it, it was justified, but at some point watching it, I did feel like it was long. So yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Give up on it. Yeah. I can but, see. Uh, I love this episode in the end. Yeah. I just, I thought this was like, so well done, like, maybe, again, this is another one where I could see it spinning off into its own um, series, where it's basically the Law and Order Black Mirror style. I just really liked how, I don't know, the, just the way they use technology just to solve a crime, you know, this is yeah, they, how the police they do the whole investigation part really well. Yeah, it was almost like the night of Black Mirror style, or something yeah, like imagine that. Imagine, like... Them actually having all the things from CSI, right? They don't really use them. Like, yeah. They use logic. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, they do use them, but I just, just yeah, a real yeah. sense. I liked to like I I even liked um, the main actress Kelly McDonald. I thought, I mean, she was kind of young herself, but how quick like she was so cynical about everything, whereas the new rambunctious uh, girl Blue was like, what if it's this? What if it's this? And the other girl who's been through a lot is just like, no, nah, it's not that. No. Nope. Yeah. And <laughs> she ends up being basically right. Yeah, exactly. All time. Yeah, I expected, like, the rug to get pulled out from under her or something like that. But Did they you... end up making a good team. Yeah. Did you recognize who Blue was? Um, well, I recognize her from... Uh, Boardwalk Empire. Oh, Game of Thrones? She's the R... Oh, I thought you meant the other one. Oh, okay. No, uh, the blonde girl was uh, Arya's, like, 
rival in the House of the Oh, Black and White. That who, I knew she looked familiar. But... Yeah, yeah. It was kind Crazy. Of, she looks way different and acted way better. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so yeah, this this episode starts off and like this woman is getting harassed for what did she misreport something or she just was highly critical of something that she's just I mean she might be right about her opinions I guess but she's like a bitch right right she's like a shock jocker most in a way yeah and yeah so she's getting abused not abused but harassed and someone sends her a cake that says like fuck you or or whatever and I thought it was funny how she's like his husband, her husband's like, you're not going to eat that, are you? I'm not going to let cake go to waste. <laughs> uh, but then she gets murdered. She gets killed. And it's kind of unclear how or why or from what. But thought it was really smart how they had the mechanical bees. And I, I thought that made sense to have mechanical bees because obviously they are dying off and it's scary. And you got to have some way to replace what they're doing, I guess, eventually. Made sense to me. Uh, yeah, and it's possible flowers. that they could make them. And... Yeah, and then it turns out that one uh, the bees can be hacked, and one of the bees was hacked to kill kill her. And there's this game going around on Twitter where hashtag death to, and you put whoever with the picture of who you want to die, and whoever has the most votes at the end of each day, the bees go and kill them. Like one of them, what is a rapper or something who. Yeah, did something controversial I think he was concert. like the one that the one lady was talking about. Yeah, oh yeah, it could have been. Or she at least saw something on TV about him. Yeah, something like that. Or yeah, like a fan came to see him and he was a kind of a dick. And then a third one where she's pretending to pee on a monument or something. Yeah, it's just like a random girl, yeah. basically. And there's this kind of cool little thriller scene where the cops take her to a secluded house and it's pretty crazy how the bees they just find a way in and find a way to kill her yeah because at first they think they can only hack like one bee at a time yeah then it's a whole swarm basically as many as they need yeah and uh another twist is that basically the long game is that he, this guy who's hacking all the bees is wants to punish everyone that's willing to play this game. So anyone that used that hashtag, when they finally find out everything and they push a button to try to shut off the bees, they turn around and kill everybody in this huge massacre scene, montage to some sappy music, pretty dark shit. Yeah, I can't imagine... I don't think they actually show how many people died. It had to be thousands. I think they say hundreds of thousands of used to Wow. Yeah, insane. And basically that's like what the the episode is is built around is this courtroom proceedings where they're trying to get to the bottom of it and it's like um I guess uh it's not a court case, it's like uh what is yeah, it? It's just like legal procedure. But... Yeah. Like, but a public one. Yeah. And it's kind of revealed it, that they're using this to finally track the guy that did it. And at the end, you see Blue running off right behind him, like, 
either going to go arrest him or kill him or something like that. Yeah. And you don't. Yeah, I thought they could have done a little bit more at the end. Yeah, you don't really get the satisfaction of a resolution to it. And you don't totally know who was in all all that stuff. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and then there's like this little side plot where one of the people in the investigation tries to game the system by saying hashtag death to the guy that they know did it. Yeah. And bad move for him because he put his name in a game and now he's dead. Not only that, but he gave away the fact that they knew who he was. Right, yeah, because they were about to bust in where he... Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That was stupid as shit. Yeah. But yeah. I uh, regret. Yeah, this one edged into my top five at number five. Uh, probably close between this and Nosedive, but I don't know. Like, a lot of people thought it was predictable and too long and all this stuff. I I don't know. I just I thought, thought it, was, it was pretty cool. I just thought it was super solid, some really cool ideas, and, like, again, basically. I like the acting, too. Yeah, acting was great. Anything in my top five or or so, I just could see spin-off series, and I thought this was one of those. I could so. see this as being a show. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, the new version of CSI Cyber. But yeah, so my top five in review. Number five, Hated in the Nation. Number four, Be Right Back. Number three, White Christmas. Number two, The Entire History of You. And number one, San Junipero. Alright. I am going to count down because that would be easier for me. So like I said, I didn't really numerically. Yeah, yeah, But yeah, you don't basically have to. my favorite is White Christmas, Season 2, Episode 4, um, San Junipero, Season 3, Episode 4. Uh, be right back. The first episode of the second season. Um, oh, entire history. I should have that a little higher, but whatever. Yeah, basically our top four is identical, but yeah. maybe shifted around a little bit here and there. And then, actually, my number five. I want to give it to shut up and dance because. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, A little more shock factor. Yeah, for sure. So, that's our Black Mirror episode. Love to hear anyone's opinion uh, who has seen the show or who gives it a shot after listening to this or before listening to this, whatever. I want to hear it. I want to hear it on email, which you can send to the Redbox Report at yahoo.com. I want to hear it on Twitter at the Oriole Report. And the podcast is on at the Redbox Report. Where are you at, Joel? I'm at Redbox Reporter. Like us on Facebook. Give us a subscribe, maybe a little review, rating on iTunes. That would be ideal. We would love it. And we'll see you next week as we review the biggest movie of the year, or at least monetarily one of them, Suicide Squad. DC is at it again. Here are our thoughts on that lovely feature next time out. We'll see you later.
it's a way to not Is it the way she wants it? And it's so bad she cries herself to sleep But she get everybody of a model